Hello and welcome to episode four of Football is Life. And sometime death. I'm Niffer. And I'm Andy. And we're excited to talk to you about some things going on with Orlando City Soccer. And some things we're less excited to talk about, but we're still going to talk about them because we're committed. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be up and down, up and down. <laughs> well, it's up and then down, down, down. So let's just get into yeah. it. Since the last time we talked, our Orlando City Lions won the semifinal of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Celebration. <laughs> and the pretty and the beauty of that game, we didn't just win. We win in a very prestigious and a very um, decent way that you feel we not just beat them with a penalty kicks even they count as a win but we beat them five to one it's a score it's not something just somebody scored and they tied and the color game no there was a tactic there was uh pressure there was a good play and very decent yes. goals five of them i love to see it yeah and who scores Arujo, two goals, Perea, Torres, and Benji. Um, and I will say Arujo was the man of the match. Yeah, he was He was all over the place. Um, it was wonderful to see. Honestly, the whole game, I was just very happy. I was just very happy with the way we played. And I thought, okay, we usually run into a slump at this point in the season, but maybe not this year. I think I said that out loud. Yes, you did. <laughs> so that's on me, you guys. I'm sorry I said it out loud because it lasted for all of one game. Now, I've seen some things on the internet where people are saying, Poppy's concentrating on the Open Cup, and so we're not worried about MLS games. But that seems like a very dumb strategy because there's no reason when the games are one month apart that you can't also win games between Open Cup games. And you know. honestly, there is nothing wrong with that. If it's true, even we know, and uh, what we see in the field is uh, totally not proving that theory. However, it's, there is nothing wrong here. Uh, but the problem, and we're going to talk about that later in our uh, analyzing of the games, uh, the other two games, we play decent. Uh, uh, I think, And even we are play this game after the Arsenal game. And after an MLS game. So it's really interesting what we saw in this game. We played with a format that we used quite a bit through the season. Um, we have the, um, the the four in the back, two in the middle, three in the, in the front, and Benji on the top as a forward. That worked wonder. Uh, we have uh, some... Issues in the first half until Red Bull score their goal in the 45th minutes. After that, something struck the players. Something lit underneath them, and they went on. And they the 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 heart of each player to see them 
pushing in the way they were pushing. And I looked to Katie when we were watching the game in the stadium, and I told her, I think we're going to score in the first half. Even after that, I said, if they don't score, I'm probably going to go home after the first half. Mm-hmm. Because we were abysmal most of the first half. Uh, the first couple of minutes we were doing great. We have a decent, uh, a decent uh, one or two decent opportunity. Then after that, it went downhill and it was all Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Once they scored the goal and the rain started, something happened in the team. They were playing goal. I actually think the second goal was the best goal sit peace goal we ever had in like two season it's pretty it's starting from galese from way back to the front motinio and his cross and i will say we had a little bit of luck if you look how uh, mauricio Pereira body is changing and adjusting to put the ball in with the bottom of his foot on the right corner of the goal it looked very weird but that's what you get when you are keep pushing keep trying and you're not losing face in yourself yeah, it's all about staying engaged. I feel like we did a really good job. And I I felt a little bit like our team was <clears throat> like a plant that like is dry and sad. And <clears throat> once the water came, it like came to life. So I felt a little bit like one of those towels that when you put in water, they like expand. Yeah. Sort of like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we were. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. We uh, flourished. Yes, Yes. we flourished. Our little petals opened. Um, I want to see that more. So if we need to have rain every game, just no thunder and lightning, that would be fine with me. Um, And I will take this. uh, I was sure that we were going to like just that New York was going to show up and they were just going to like go crazy on us and that we were going to lose. I thought that. Not going into it. FYI. New York Red Bulls they they are placed fourth in the standing in the, in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. they scored 40 goals and we scored 27 goals mm-hmm. in so far this is how we are minus 9 in the goal differences they are plus 8 in goal differences mm-hmm. this is the difference that I'm talking about however we have a great team in in the core of Orlando City, we have a great team, individually and as a team. Sometimes, and I want to take this as a little bit, I'm going to go to DC game for a second here. Okay. The well, DC let's game. Move, let's just move on to the DC game. We, we are very excited about the Open Cup. I think we're going to give, I think Sacramento is going to be a good game. I think it's going to, I think we're, we're going to We're sold win. out. It's sold well, out. It's, it's crazy. Pretty, pretty much sold out to be uh, to be very accurate. Uh, <laughs> last time I checked, there was a 1,500 ticket. Please, if you live in Orlando or live close by, please go get ticket. The tickets are really in a decent price, and they and we I think we are set up for a big party. 
hopefully they don't ruin it for us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. I know they're a USL team, and sometimes people think that that means it doesn't matter, but um, like that we'll win it no matter what. But I don't think that that's a good way to play games, so let's not do it that way. Um, yeah, so we can move on. Open Cup, really excited. Can't wait to see that game. I think we have a lot to prove. It'd be great for Orlando to take home some hardware. And I will take your last sentence as a segue to what I want to talk about mm-hmm. in Orlando uh, Orlando City and DC United. Because what happened in DC game is is an example of that, what you just mentioned, that we're going to win the game no matter what. That's what exactly happened in DC game. DC game, you can't... It, it, no, I will tell you why I'm saying that. DC game... Um, was I I will tell you DC game you can split it in two two, the tale of two halves. The first half, we scored. We had a we were sitting inside their 18th yard for most of the first half. We missed four main chances. There is two of them. Why was Paro and why by Benji? They were missed the whole goal there is a half a chance by Foucault de Torres that he should score it so if you score two uh, sorry 50% of those four chances you have two goals you will be 3-0 second half will be walking in the park what happened is the second half DC came, they we begin to feel okay. The game is over. We winning, and it's already uh, done. They begin to have encourage. They begin to see. They begin to run behind Moutinho, and uh, I believe Ruan was on the other half until Kyle get in, and it was a disaster from down there. Um, I will say, I like Pato and how he. Uh, how Oscar Pereira playing him in these days. However, we have to, as Oscar has, to have a limit to Pato. Pato is a skillful player. I think he's very hungry to score another goal for Orlando. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that in every single time you get the ball. You can't try to shoot in every single second you get the ball next to the 18. It happened in the last game in uh, the game against Red Bull. Sorry, uh, Re- uh, Revolution. And it happened in DC. Facundo is open for him, so he can do the through pass, and it's a better opportunity. He still want to go and try to place it in the goal. He need to to either bench him so he can learn or talk to him. The idea of him to keep trying when it's not happening, yeah, it's not it helpful. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's 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 bizarre. It's bizarre. He and he need to understand that how to balance the uh, playing as a as a individual as a team player. Because what I've been seeing from him, he's either in one of the extreme. Either he is passing, doing through pass, doing everything to make sure that his team score, or Mm -hmm. he's totally selfish and trying to score every single goal. So it's it's, one or the other. Yes. And it's bizarre to me how, how it is going. I mean, it just like doesn't make sense to me. 
it doesn't i i agree with you it doesn't it's it's weird and i think uh we have i was thinking about that last night actually i think we have a great idea that we should try it one time that uh, i i i'm thinking about putting nico on the wing mm-hmm. move orso to the middle and bench pato for a couple of couple of put it put pato in the next in the second half and keep benji as a striker even i think he, I don't know what's going with Urgent Kara. He disappeared. Well, he's injured. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's on uh, four weeks he... of injury or something. Oh. That's what wow. I heard. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that makes sense now. Yeah, because I was like, where's Kara? And then Twitter told me. Oh, okay. You know how Twitter tells you things. Yeah, I, thanks, Twitter. <laughs> this uh, this episode came to you by Twitter. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. No, but sir, uh, the, on the other hand, I know you're going to hate what I'm going to say because I said it on the last game. We can try to put Tesho as a striker and try and see what it's going to happen. And instead of Benji, because Benji been playing as a wing for a long time. And mm-hmm. I think he lost the touch of being a full forward that scores the goal all the time or try to go to dk and convince him to come back to play for us no dk is not coming back here i'm just saying (laughs) i like your optimism but it's not happening um yeah i i just want to know why our front office can't hire a striker to play for orlando it doesn't make any sense to me that it's like this yeah, and that's actually uh, it's more chronic issue with Orlando. I don't uh, you you have a better uh, knowledge about that. Do you remember who was the last good striker we had other than DK? A mm. uh, really a forward. True forward. I don't recall. And people, if you know, please text me, text Nefer, or reach out to us on Instagram or whatever media. Tell us who you think was the last good striker, because I can't recall any good striker before DK. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first season Chris Mueller played with us, he was hungry, so he took a ton of shots. Yeah. When he was a true rookie. He was good, but then I think he got in his own way a little bit, and um, you know how it happens. So I'm trying to think of the early, early days, though. Who was Kakaf feeding it to? <laughs> Most of our goals in the first two seasons were set pieces from Kaka, and they weren't yes. striker. You know, they weren't mentality. True, yep, true striker. Um, uh oh what's his name the italian guy is he a striker no no we had giles barnes for a minute he was good for like five seconds yep uh you know just a whole situation i don't know i can't think of who um and that's proving my point that's exactly thank you that you, you proved my point i we can't put our hand on who was the last forward that w- impacted Orlando City like 
in a true way. In a true way. Uh, I think there is a lot of work that our um, front office need to do. Or unless, or, or, or unless, I don't know the answer of that. Are we drifting toward playing a false nine how Manchester City is playing? Because I mean, if we could do it effectively, then fine. But we are not doing it effectively right now. That's exactly what I want to get to. Because simply, we don't have all. We don't have De Bruyne in the middle. <laughs> we no. don't have to. We don't have, don't have De Bruyne or Frendidio on the side. We uh, to play nine. And just for the record, Manchester City did that for two years, and now they went and got Haaland, and they're gonna change the whole system. Mm-hmm. Because it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And I think... The talent, we- the talent difference between us and Man City is... I hate Man City, so I hate to say it, but it's just like... It's Same here. It's too big of a chasm. So, like, let's live in reality. Let's live in reality, you know? Yes. And I think uh, Orlando has a lot to offer to people to come and play in a state like or or Florida... Mm-hmm. from tax-free state to all the uh, amenities you get. So I don't know. And thankfully, we have money. We we sold a lot of players. We got a good a couple of good players on not on the very high end of the price. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's it holding what's holding them from getting even get an older player that w- just coming from uh, somewhere in Europe, I gonna throw that, and uh, I'm not gonna throw the same joke that we throw. Uh, I throw it in our chat mm-hmm. of asking Cristiano Ronaldo, but uh, <laughs> I will say why we didn't approach somebody like uh, Luis Suarez. He was desperate to sign to anybody. He went and offered himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I, and honestly, I don't know why there is no. MLS club went and tried to approach Suarez when he was in that situation. I don't either. He is, you know, a it, little bit of a loose cannon. I exactly. I said I was about to say I don't like him, but uh, it was especially with his biting uh, history. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's a good player. Why we didn't approach him? There is a lot. Uh, there is a lot of good opportunity out there and i think we either try to figure something out in the last minute in the 12 in the last hour in the and we 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 lose opportunities i think orlando city need to as a front office from a front office perspective we need a really a striker so we can have people to score goals we are the lowest in all the teams in MLS that's running for a play lo- playoff position. Yeah. I, I am aware. Something has to change. And again, okay, so the DC game was, we were doing very well. And then it just was like in the last, it's the second half we were fading, fading, but we couldn't hold it together the last, what, eight minutes of the game? I mean, it was unbelievable. I watched the game. I had to drive to a show. I do comedy, for those who don't know. I had to go to a show. And so I 
um, turned the game on on my phone so I could check the score. There were, it was like the 87th minute or something, and mm-hmm. we were winning. And I was like, okay, yep. they just have to hold on 10 more minutes, whatever. I go upstairs to the show, and I just opened to see the score real quick, just like, okay, is the game over yet? The game wasn't over yet, but now it's tied. And I was like, oh, that's so frustrating. And then I checked the score after my show, and we've lost. And I just – it just makes me crazy. So – that's super disappointing. And I feel like that energy from like once again getting Wayne Rooney, I hate it. Uh, we brought that back to Exploria Stadium. And at the, the first 10 minutes of the Revolution game, the New England Revolution game, um, I was like, oh, are we going to play between the boxes and not just in the boxes? That'll be fun. You know, like what I've been saying for the last three episodes, we mm-hmm. have to attack in the midfield we have to you know not wait till they get to the 18 to start defending all these things i saw that happening for 10 minutes and then it was literally like oh no we don't want to anymore (laughs) and the rest of the game was so hard to watch i will say once again pro referees suck they're just terrible it's just ugh. You know, I just don't understand how these people take themselves seriously because the officiating is bananas. (laughs) But like, okay, you know, that's happening. Then Robin Janssen, I'm going to need you to like find it in yourself to keep your mouth shut. Like, you know that they already are like not being great referees so you know talking to them isn't going to change anything because it never does even with great referees second you know that they like are frustrated you could see on the refs faces that they are frustrated so if you want to run your mouth you're gonna get a card and i just don't understand how he doesn't think about where we're at in the season we're at the midpoint of the season we cannot have yellow card accumulation for Robin Janssen, we had him out for injury and he needs, we need him. So like, you need to like go to, you know, yoga retreat or something and learn how to find your inner chi and just take a deep breath, my guy, because everything happens too often with Robin Janssen. It's not only Robert Janssen. If you look at uh, the accumulation of the red, uh, yellow cards. It's- Antonio Antonio Carlos everybody because and it's back to what you mentioned and I we said that in the game when we were watching we said uh, I think this is the uh, breaking a record we are been talking about the referee since the first episode of this podcast mm-hmm. and it's still it's the same problem it's the same issues uh, MLS and Pro need to figure their issues because it's really impacting the game in a really bad way mm-hmm. um Back to one point uh, before I go back to the referee. You said it, uh, bringing the bad energy back to Exploria, it's very significant. And you can see they are walking on thin ice. Uh, The players are freaking out mentally uh, of doing something wrong. So they are playing safe. So they are not taking risks to score anything. Then add to this another layer of the refereeing you are in abysmal game and that's what happened they in abysmal game then they score one goal i think uh Rev- revolution were very good in making us get out of the focus of the game which make us lose the game 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, that's what happened. It was it was bad. I'm I'm like ready to wash the stink of this game off of us and onto the next because honestly there isn't much to say. Like it's it's just been crazy. So and, and the funny thing, who's the next game? Red Bull. I know. <laughs> and they're 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 looking for some vengeance. I know yes. that. So it's going to be an interesting game. We'll see how it goes. Um, just want to give you guys a little preview. Uh, Andy and I are going to start doing breakdowns yep. of players that are on our team. Give you a little bit of uh, color commentary about them and their lives. Uh, maybe even off the field. Who knows what information we'll find. It's going to be very exciting. And um, anything you want to know, if there's like a soccer rule that you want us to explain, if there's... Um, you know, a, a team that you want us to talk about, something that's going on in a different league. Let Andy and I know. We'd love to talk about whatever you want us to talk about. So we are we love talking about Orlando City. We're excited that you guys are listening. Um, feel free to tell your friends, share the podcast. It means a lot to us. And um, you can follow both of us on the internet if you uh, want to. I'm at Heyniffer, H-E-Y-N-I-F-E-R. Andy, if you want to be followed, how could someone do that? It's uh, I have my Instagram is Andrew Gohari. I'm boring. Uh, <laughs> do you want to spell it, that for our friends who maybe don't know you? Yeah, it's Andrew uh, and El Gohari. It's E L G O H A R Y. Yep. And, and uh, you can follow us love- on the internet. Yeah, we would love to hear from you guys and hear uh, what you would like us to talk about. Uh, hopefully one day we can invite some of you over and we can talk with you live. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, we'd love to answer your questions, anything you want to talk about. So um, that's it for today. And until next time, go City. Go City.